0: This is the of Town Supporter Podcast, and I'm your host, Roland Millward. In this episode, we are going to be looking at what happened when Radstock Town came along to Weymouth Street. We'll also be reviewing what's coming up next in the way of our football matches and how we're doing in the league table. But we've also pleased to say that we've got an interview with Ian Knuckles. He's the host of the Tool Station Western League podcast. It's one not to be missed. Don't go away. So we should have Jamie House on the line. Hello, Jamie. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. You? Excellent. Yeah, doing quite well. Just moved house, as you know, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Surrounded by a few less boxers now than a few hours ago. But nevertheless, still quite a few to go. But we'll get Mm. there by the end of the week, hopefully.
1: Know the feeling.
0: Yes. Uh, No, that happened to you recently too. Um, Right. OK, well, let's talk about football, shall we? And more importantly, Warminster Town Football Club. And Mm. what happened at the weekend when Radstock came to town? Hmm. So what's your thoughts on that game, first of all? We'll talk about the attendance a little bit later. But what about the game itself?
1: Um... It was okay. I mean, it it wasn't the most exciting or interesting game of football, to be honest. Um, it was quite. I wouldn't say maybe scrappy, but just a lot of
0: mistakes, perhaps
1: as well. Yeah, for players. yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. both teams never really seemed uh, especially on it. I mean, Radstock certainly had, I think, probably the better of the play in the first half. Hmm. Um, but as per usual, you know, we came out in the second half and yeah, sort of took took the game to them a bit more.
0: A lot of chances in the first, in the second half, you say the first Mm. half, not many at all. But Warminster certainly seemed to step up a gear or two in the second half. And Mm. a lot of the pressure was was Warminster pressure on Radstock. It was just the odd little attempt from Radstock in the second half on Warminster, wasn't it? So that was encouraging. But the goals were just not coming, were they? They're just not happening, going over the bar wide, not getting the shots away. Loads of corners, Warminster had. I mean, that was yeah, tally them all up. watched the YouTube video back I'm pretty sure there's a double figures probably in corners yeah. in the second half it was, it was an amazing number of corners and um, but of course the goal did come late and uh, one of our late goal specialists scored that who was
1: yeah Jake Wright yeah getting Jake another Wright, one to his name I don't know how many that is for the season now um, but it's got to be got to be a few now
0: it is. It's totting up for the lads, so that's good. Mm. So we're very pleased for Jake. Obviously, one of our younger players, and he's come through the ranks and is uh, is doing very well. Again, he was hanging about in the right sort of area, wasn't he? When the sort of double header came, in, Joel Sisson's got his head on the throw, then Charlie, and then it came across yep. to Jake, and he he just headed it down to the left-hand corner, squoes it between the post and the diving goalkeeper. So yeah,
1: yeah. Well, according according to uh, according to the full-time website, that's his eleventh goal of the season. 11th, yeah. oh, that's good, double figures Excellent, so uh,
0: long may that continue And uh, keep moving forward So uh, we'll come back to you in a little while About uh, the table and the games coming up But we did have a little campaign on social media To try and get 200 people through the gate When Rodstock came to town And obviously they're not too far away So we're hoping they bring a few And I think somebody told me They, they reckon they got about 30 or so with them mm. um, But we had
1: 180 which was really good, wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't bad at all. I mean, people were still coming in after the uh, the game started, and I thought maybe we were actually going to to, to crack two hundred. Fortunately, we unfortunately we didn't, but, um, but you know we came came pretty close. Um, it so was. you know, obviously the campaign worked to a degree.
0: Oh, well, very well because that's probably double you know last year's attendance. So uh, mm. I think it's pretty good, and we yeah, can actually say- move
1: that forward. Yeah, I mean, it's it was about 30% up on what we usually get on average, so yeah.
0: Yeah, and I don't know if
1: uh, Derek Seven will listen to this
0: podcast, but we want to thank De- Derek and his wife because they came all the way down from Solihull. They're Solihull Moors supporters. They follow us on Facebook and everywhere, and uh, they decided to come down and spend a couple of days down in Wiltshire and take in warmest town to make it the 200 target. Mm. So thank you for people like that. So excellent. So we're getting people do travel some distances now to come and watch games uh, even if it's just the odd one that's great when they do give us that support so uh, absolutely big shout out to Derek there and I think he's got to write a little piece in the Solihull Moors program or something he has to do with so we'll get a mention mentioned there as well so thank you Derek for the support
1: yeah it be interesting to see
0: good right okay we'll be back with you in a few moments Jamie because we've got something special coming up Very don't go again. away I'll call you soon Well, I'm pleased to be able to invite Ian Knockholds onto the podcast. Ian is the presenter of the Toolstation Western League podcast, and he does a really good job. And if you've not listened to that podcast, you'll find out how you'll be able to do so uh, later on in the interview with Ian. So right now, I'm pleased to welcome Mr. Ian Knockholds. So we have Ian Knockholds on the line with us right now. Hello, Ian. How are you?
2: Hello, Roland. I'm very well. Um, Thank you very much for inviting me onto your podcast.
0: And thank you for accepting us. Uh, It's great that you're here. So before we start talking about the Tool Station Western League podcast, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your interest in football?
2: Yeah. um, um, Well, about 10... Originally, I'm from Portsmouth, so my my love of football um, is very much linked to my hometown club. Um, But I moved um, with work... Um, to the Bath area in um, just after uh, the year 2000 and um, <clears throat> uh, sort of having moved to this area I, I, I got involved um, with a community radio station near where I worked um, called Soma Valley FM
1: mm-hmm. and uh,
2: there was there was an opening there for a sports presenter um, so I, I took on the role of doing a weekly sports program we felt very much at the time that the thrust of the broadcasting we wanted to do on Somer Valley FM was about our local community, not necessarily replicating what people would listen to on national radio. So the sport that I was interested in covering was local sport, and that meant covering a lot of um, Welton Rovers and Radstock Town, and also. And um, Porton Rovers, of course, who are in the Southern League and in and the summer sports, you know, Midsummer Norton Cricket Club as well. And we, we did a lot with the local tennis clubs. So it was it was a rounded sort of sports show. But um, football has always been my first love and um, certainly spending time with Bradstock and with Welton gave me a love and an appreciation for, for Western League football. So when my, my personal circumstances changed and um, I got married and we, 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 we had our first daughter, Juliet, we've now got two,
1: mm-hmm. um,
2: very young, um, Juliet's five and Betty's two, um, right. it, it, didn't, it no longer became feasible for me to be doing a weekly um, studio show um, for the radio. Um, so that's really where, um, um, where I, 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 I sort of hit upon the idea of, of doing the Western League um, podcast because it, it gave me the opportunity to, to you know to keep involved with the football that I'd become to uh, I'd become to love
0: right that's interesting yeah and it, it is good to get uh, involved in local interests isn't it wherever you live so you get a, a community feel from that so if, for those of our listeners that don't know what the Western League podcast is and, and part of this interview really is so that we can tell people about it and, and ask them to listen in as well can you tell us what it is and what it contains
2: well, the, the podcast came about um, following a conversation I had with the league chairman, John Poole. Um, and we'd had a conversation about um, the future of the of the Western League Bulletin. Uh, the Western League Bulletin uh, is produced um, by the league every week, and it summarises the results and the league tables uh, and goal scorers and things like that. I'm sure your, your listeners are familiar um, with the bulletin. Uh, and um, it was taken on um, at the time by um, a guy called Tom Hiscott, who, of course, is my is my co-producer of the podcast. And um, in a way, the, the podcast began life as a as an audio version of of that written uh, oh. of that written bulletin. But but my conversations with John sort of extended beyond that. And um, in a way, we, we you know, in, with modern media, we see. Um, obviously, the, the main sort of channels, um, uh, the main, you know, like Sky Sports and Talk Sport on the radio, and of course, everyone's familiar with BBC Five Live. But increasingly, um, organisations like the Premier League um, will have their own media channels where they're able to sort of, you know, put out their own messages. And I, and I felt that the, the Western League podcast was an opportunity for the league to have its say on what's going on in. Uh, in 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 the Western League and also you know an opportunity to talk about some of the issues that affect grassroots football so whilst we're not particularly controversial in nature we're not looking for that sort of um you know we're not looking for the the, the controversy. We're not looking for the for the phone-ins or the you know the the ratings in that sort of respect. What we are there to do is to try and present an opportunity for all 40 member clubs of the Western League to be represented equally, um, to talk about what's going on at their clubs, not just on the pitch, but also you know the interesting things that might be, they, you know, the, the developments that might, might happen off the pitch. And also, if a club is in trouble, and we've you know we've we know in, in recent years there have been member sides who've had to leave the league and people who've been threatened because of ground grading issues, that there's an opportunity perhaps there to, to um, protect our own and to mm. showcase some of the issues that we feel strongly about in, in the Tool station Western League. Um, so, so there was, you know, what started out really as a sort of an information giving exercise. I think we've, 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 we've slightly extended the brief really to try and give people a flavor of the whole of the Western League and not just, you know, the, the Saturday afternoon results.
0: That's good. It's it's I've, and I've been listening to the podcast now for a little while, and it is good. I mean, this week's podcast you've got a you interview a chairman of a football club, mm. don't you? Is it Bishop's Lydeard from Men? That's league correct. Morning? Yeah, that's correct. See, I hadn't forgotten. Um, <laughs> I listened to it on the way in the car, so sometimes you get a bit of noise when you're travelling in the car. You sometimes miss little keywords. words, but um, again, that's something you perhaps wouldn't get in, in other leagues without the podcast. You just wouldn't know a chairman's perspective of who the chairman is of many of the clubs in the league without you doing. That kind of thing. So
2: um,
0: obviously, then, from what you've just told me, the podcast got started by your efforts. And it sounds like you've been the host of it ever since. Is that right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. The very first podcast was a sort of I I, I had the idea that we should record it as a pilot and um, we recorded it in a park in the middle of Bath. Right, um, which does seem like a sort of a, a, million years ago now. I mean, it was actually it's only about three seasons ago. I think we're, I think we're up to somewhere in the region of about 83 episodes. Although I might be, I might be wrong, um, one way or another. But it's about that, and pretty much every single one has been me and uh, and tom hiscock um tom does all the heavy lifting i have to say he produces an excellent bulletin he also produces a column for the non-league paper um to promote the tool station western league so he he, he loves his facts and figures um he's very he's got a great eye for detail so he sees he sees trends um yeah. obviously regular listeners to your podcast will know how well warminster have been doing in recent um weeks so you're on a fantastic run of form um, but um, but Tom over the years has you know he's foreseen uh, he, he foresaw um, Hengrove's promotion to the Premier Division um, and he you know we, we we've charted some other sort of um, teams that have perhaps have been on a really good run of form may have come under the radar certainly came under my radar because you know yeah. I, I I'm, I'm a bit uh, here for the moment sort of kind of guy yeah. but um, yeah he does the heavy lifting and I and I sort of you know I, I ask the I have the easy job and I ask the questions.
0: Well, that's right. When when you do listen, he knows who scored, who's done what. That takes a lot of finding out sometimes. So. Uh well, fair play to Tom for the work he puts into that and it's, he's always got all the facts and figures at his fingertips so that's great isn't it so thinking about football and I must be trying to try and get more people along to to watch Western League football and, and where people listening outside of our area to just to non-league football really to support those clubs what do you think about the quality of Western League football because I know you do attend quite a few games at different clubs
2: um it's a funny one isn't it because having just told you the, you know, the, the role of the podcast is to sort of present that almost corporate view of the Western League. I suppose the obvious answer for me to say would be this is, you know, it's the best league in the world. And actually, <laughs> you, you know, you won't see a better football match outside of <clears throat> the Champions League. And, and I think if I was to do that, then it would be disingenuous because I think we all know. That, you know, certainly in the professional ranks and in in fairness, you know, higher up the non-league pyramid, you you will see a better quality of football than you see in the Western League. Mm. Uh, Recently, I was at a stag do in Plymouth and um, it was an old school friend of mine. So we'd gone to watch Portsmouth against Plymouth and it ended up as a draw and everybody came out of the game and they were all moaning. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, and I said to them, I said, look, I don't know what you're complaining about. I could have been watching Devizes getting beaten five one by Caenshim. So as far as yeah. I'm concerned, that was like the Champions League final. As far as I was, yeah. Concerned. yeah, Um, but but what I will say is that you know when I look back over the the games I've seen in the in the in the Western League, and for a long time I lived in Melksham, so I used to watch them um, when they were in the Western League. Before obviously they've gone onto the Southern League. Uh, I've seen quite a few professional footballers, players who've had you know, professional careers in the Football League. I'm thinking of the former Shepton Mallet goalkeeper, Steve Phillips, of course, who had a very well-celebrated career at both Bristol City and Bristol Rovers, mm. uh, and the likes of Alex Russell, who who played at a very um, high level year. I mean, he had synonymous with Torquay, um, who played for Bristol Manor Farm in the season that they were promoted. and And there's plenty of other examples of players who haven't just been an apprentice at a league side. They've been... Um, you know, a regular. And their sort of, you know, their honey, their swan song, their retirement period um, has been in, in the Western League. So technically, we have some incredibly good players. We also have some very yeah. good players who are sort of coming from the youth ranks who perhaps, you know, maybe have been let go by a higher level club and are finding their way mm-hmm. um, uh, at the lower level. So technically speaking, you will see some good football. It, yeah. can get, it can get pretty agricultural at times. And perhaps if there's a criticism, you know, one of the things that, you know, I... not struggle with but sometimes a a side that recognizes it's come up against a technically better team Mm. uh, will resort to slightly agricultural tactics shall (laughs) we say yeah but but that that's not to say that you won't see some good football and you'll see some you know I've seen this season alone I've seen some absolutely fantastic set piece goals so in terms of the quality of football you will be entertained but I think What's, what's most important is the match day experience. And for me, as a punter, um, who takes, I always take my family with me, very rarely will I ever go on my own. I know that I will always receive a warm welcome at a Western yeah. League ground. It's a very friendly environment, it's a family friendly environment. It's incredibly reasonably priced. Mm-hmm. And it is, it, in terms of, of, a, of a match day experience, in terms of what you'll get on a Saturday afternoon, you could see a worldie you might well see some technically very good football but you'll have a you'll have a lovely time with some wonderful people and yes, and you know i think thing. that's the greatest endorsement that i think you could give any any football club or any football league brilliant yes exactly
0: my sentiments as well i mean uh, reasonableness yes what 5 pounds or 6 depending mm. which club you go to whether you pay for the program or whether you don't included in the fee um, if you went along to manchester city on a saturday afternoon what would it cost to take a family for there I the eye watering. <laughs> I don't even the want to think wa- about it. <laughs> no, if you, and if you want to buy a burger, it's probably going to be so inflated in price <laughs>
2: yes.
0: compared to a good old Warminster town. We get excellent chips for a quid. You know, I mean, you can't beat that, can you?
2: <laughs> no, and, and you know, you've got you've got a lovely you've got a lovely clubhouse, and you know, I, I I suppose I would say this, wouldn't I? Because I'm talking to you on the you know on the Warminster supporters podcast. But actually, I know across the Western League in terms of. The, the match day experience and hospitality Warminster have an outstanding reputation mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and uh, and it's well deserved I mean I've only been to your ground once I very much enjoyed it and I'm very much looking forward um, to coming again but but you know it, as, as far as a match day experience is concerned um, then uh, you know regardless of what division Warminster in you, you know your reputation precedes you
0: Excellent. Well, thank you for that endorsement. Obviously, the, everyone listening at the club will appreciate that when this podcast goes out. So that's good. So just coming back to your Western League podcast, must mention Tool Station, here if they're sponsors as well. Um, how can people actually find the podcast and listen to it?
2: Uh, well, we, we've got the, the League's General Secretary, Andy Radford, to thank for this because he, he works tirelessly to try and um, promote the podcast on pretty much every conceivable platform. Um, uh, originally, I mean, the easiest, well, the first place to find it is on the Toolstation Western League website. It's on the homepage, mm-hmm. and as soon as I I produced it um, and it's uploaded, uh, it will be there. Um, the platform that I think it sort of it was born on, if you like, is SoundCloud. So there are people who will be able to find it on that platform if they're familiar yeah. with it. But actually, that links to iTunes. So I have an app. That connects to the podcasts that I listen to, including your own, Roland, you. and um, uh, and you know, mine. I think mine picks up um, every time there's a notification on the iTunes platform that um, uh, that the Western League uh, podcast is there. We're also on Spotify, and um, and uh, uh, in a, in, a, in an incredibly recent development, um, we've started. We've we've now got the Western League has now got its own YouTube channel. Excellent. And and at the moment, the only thing you can watch sort of on it is, is the Western League podcast. Uh, but, but again, hats off to Andy Radford, because um, frankly, just listening to audio or looking at audio could be incredibly dull. Um, don't worry, you don't have to. We, Tom and I don't have a studio cam. So you don't no. you, you don't have to sort of suffer my face for the best part of um, 45 minutes. Um, but, but Andy has sort of overlaid the audio with some some images that reflect Um, the content that we're talking about, which is, which is fantastic. So there's a lot of ways you can, you can, uh, you can find us. Probably the easiest is on the Toolstation Western League website.
0: So at least until they insist on having a camera, then you're safe to record in your underpants.
2: Well, there, there is, there is, there has been conversation for a while about whether we do the podcast live. Um, in front of a studio audience, um, which, frankly, I, I would love. I don't, I don't yeah. think to, it's necessarily Tom's cup of tea, um, but I think the idea of sort of having our conversations, particularly the interviews with the managers, you know, um, if we were to do it at a clubhouse, say, and yeah. um, you know, there were some supporters who come along, and I, I think it could be, I think it could be really entertaining, uh, and and it would certainly be a development that I would consider, um, you know, for the future. I think uh, hopefully the fans would enjoy it as well.
0: That's a good idea. I look forward to see if that gets developed and uh, bring that to life, Ian. I'm sure you'd be the right man for the job if uh, if that's going to go that way. And as you say, that could actually be a, another evening or whatever at the club to bring people along and, and enjoy some entertainment and learn a few things at the same time. So uh, that'd be good. Excellent. Well, Ian, I'd like to thank you very much for your time. I know it's precious. You've got your young family there. So I appreciate you giving up your time to talk to us on our podcast. So uh, I'm hoping that you'll get more listeners now that aren't aware of your podcast will listen in and we'll try and put a link onto the Warminster Town website as well for everyone to find the link to your podcast. So once again, thank you very much.
2: Thank you. Roland.
0: So it's good to be back with Jamie and uh, Jamie, can you just take us through the league table? Just the brief points that perhaps uh, are important for Warminster Town at this moment
1: yeah absolutely well we've uh, with our win over Radstock on uh, saturday we, that's moved us up to eighth position we're just well we're only six points behind Ashton and backwell now who are third so um we're we're definitely sort of in the mix in the top half of the table now um, that's encouraging absolutely yeah Cheddar are still top obviously um with the game in hand and a point ahead of Keynesham, who are second and Bristol Telephones are still down the bottom there with uh, with Chippenham Park and uh, Radstock Town and Portishead and Oldland, actually. I mean, all the teams are pretty close, actually, up, you know, up till about sort of 12th, you know. Um, mm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, all the teams we've got to play now are, are all below us. Well, City, obviously the team that are right behind us at the moment uh, on the same points as us as well. Uh, well, no, beg your pardon. there are um, no, actually, no, they are on the same points as They're us. Sorry, I was, I was looking at Chard yeah. above us. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, you know, it's uh, that,
0: yeah. It's well, we've got Bristol telephones coming along to Warmester this coming Saturday, so they'll be fighting for survival. Uh, I know it seems to be that they, they don't always do too badly away from home, so they might get thumped at home a few times, which is rather strange, but uh, yeah, the think... boy the boys from uh, Wormister are going to have to be ready for this one. I know we beat them 7-1 last time, including a, they had an own goal, mm. but uh, I think we might have to be a little bit more careful and not rely on that, the fact that we yeah. beat them
1: 7-1. Yeah, we might have to be a, a bit more wary of them. As you say, they are fighting for survival, really. Um, and yeah, I think a lot they six. They've only managed to pick up six wins this season, but um, I think I think probably the majority of those have actually come away, if I remember correctly.
0: Good. So we'll we'll keep an eye on them. Now, again, if anybody wants to come along to the ground to watch that, please do. We're not making it a, a two hundred campaign special this weekend, but uh, anytime we can hit two hundred, that'll always be marvellous. But we have got the bank holidays coming up, haven't we? We're at Wells on Easter Friday, Good Friday. And then on Easter Monday, we have a home game against Divisors. So put a note in your diary for Easter Monday. Devisors isn't too far away, so we obviously welcome plenty of Divisors fans if they can come along as well. And see if we can do the old hashtag make it 200. So look out for tweets and Facebook posts, share it out with your family, friends, etc. And invite people to come with you. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Absolutely. So uh, once again, Jamie, thank you for reviewing everything. We appreciate uh, the time you give us. And uh, see you on Saturday, hopefully, for uh, Bristol Telephones coming along. Absolutely. Take care. See you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Town Football Club Supporter Podcast. It's great that you've been here and I do hope that you will subscribe to this podcast and I look forward to speaking to you again in the future.